Hi, everybody. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined alongside the one and only Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Wes, this Sunday, noon central time kickoff at Lambeau Field. Noon. Say it again, brother. Noon. Noon. Wow, all right. Ready for it. Noon central time kickoff, Sunday at Lambeau Field, the Packers against the Arizona Cardinals. It is our midweek show, and that means we break down the opponent a little bit. And the first season under new head coach Steve Wilkes in Arizona not going according to plan. The Cardinals are 2-9. and nine. You brought it up on yesterday's show that offensively their, uh, their rankings are at the bottom in basically every – major category. This is a team that is struggling to score points. You know, and here's the thing, Mike. I can't sit here and tell you that I've watched a lot of Arizona Cardinals football this year. And certainly we've seen with a young rookie quarterback how difficult that can be. Obviously the Sam Bradford experiment did not work there. But I'll be honest, when I was just bringing up the the depth chart, the statistics for the Cardinals, the players that are on this roster, I am somewhat surprised it's 2-9. and nine. Um, certainly, you know, Josh Rosen going through the, the, the rookie kind of ups and downs, you know, swings that you sort of feel early on. Sure. David Johnson, it's been difficult for them getting him going this year. Um, he's had some games, but he's also been a non-factor in others. Larry Fitzgerald is there, Christian Kirk. There are pieces defensively. They're still the same playmakers that the Packers faced three years ago. Uh, when you look at, um, you know, Buchanan, Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, former teammate of Kevin King, is in that defense. And yeah. Chandler Jones is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Be that as it may, it's not led to wins this season. And they're coming into this game after really taking a big shellacking at the hands of the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, that's the one everybody's looking at right now. And, uh, you know, there's stories out there. The Cardinals are already quitting on their first-year coach and all that. And that kind of thing can happen when you're having a season like this. And then, as you said, you get, uh, you get it handed to you pretty good by a team like the Chargers, but you mentioned David Johnson. For as much as you say they haven't really gotten him going, it, this guy still has a thousand yards, over a thousand yards from scrimmage right, right. now, combining totally. the rushing and receiving. He's got eight total touchdowns. Uh, definitely the focal point of their offense. And I agree with you, Wes. I I'm not saying I saw the Cardinals as a playoff team, but I didn't see this because even early in the year, I believe it was Week Three. I watched an extensive highlights package of their game against the Chicago Bears out in Arizona, yeah. which the Bears barely won, pulled right. it out 16-14. That was actually the game that the Cardinals benched Sam Bradford in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. They still had a chance to win the game, but they benched Bradford in the middle of it, went to Rosen, the rookie, basically threw him into the fire with the game on the line. He made a couple of mistakes, and the Bears were able to escape with a two-point victory. But I thought then, even in week three, okay, this, this Cardinals team will be okay. But then it just hasn't, hasn't really come together for them. And, uh, um, you know, they'll be coming in here, Lambeau Field, obviously a southern team, a dome team, warm weather team. It, you know, probably be pretty chilly at Lambeau Field on Monday. The kind of game really where if you're the Packers, you jump on them, you jump on them early and make them think about the cold and how they just want to go back home. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and especially coming on a three-game losing streak, one yeah. of those losses to the, the Raiders who have had their own issues this year. Uh, looking specifically at David Johnson, as I said, 
you know, they've had a hard time getting him going. They've been more dedicated to it, it seems like, though, since they made a change at offensive coordinator. Mike McCoy was let go mid-October. I believe Brian, Byron Leftwich now is the offensive coordinator, the, yes. the acting offensive coordinator. Um, when you look at David Johnson's utilization, 25 carries for 137 yards, that was against Oakland, 17 carries for 63 last week against the Chargers, which obviously when you're that far behind, it's going to be tough to get the run game going still dedicated themselves to it. It just seems like their goal now going forward, especially with having a rookie quarterback, try to get the ball in Johnson's hands if you can 20 times a game, maybe 25 times a game, whether it's the as a pass catcher, as you mentioned earlier, or as a runner. That's the dimension he added before. That, I believe it was that wrist injury that, that held him out last year. Um, a dynamic football player and their primary playmaker. So from the Packers' perspective, bottling him up is going to be a big emphasis. Yeah, and I just want to point this out as well. I know Larry Fitzgerald, as he's now in his 15th season, he's not who he was. But I made this point in our Insider Inbox column. I think anybody coming to Lambeau Field on Sunday needs to take a moment and just appreciate the chance to see yeah. a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer making what is almost certainly going to be his final appearance at Lambeau Field. I've said it before, Wes, there are certain guys when you get to see them in person watching from the press box that just stand out anytime the ball is in their hands. And there are two guys for me, aside from Packers players, two guys that I have seen come into Lambeau Field over the years that have really jumped out to me that way. One is Adrian Peterson, and the other is Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. I. I've I've been impressed with this guy's career from from start to finish and I know those playoff losses for the Packers in 09 in Arizona and in 15 in Arizona both games and he played a huge part in both of those in in breaking the Packers heart so to speak but uh but man you can't uh you can't lack any respect for this guy because he he is absolutely the consummate professional. And for the, to put up the numbers that he has, second all-time in the NFL in receiving yards, seventh all-time in the NFL in touchdown receptions, and he had a Hall of Fame quarterback for exactly one-third of his career. He had Kurt Warner for five yeah, years. For five other years. than that... Other than that, he and, hasn't had any superstar right. quarterbacks, and look at what this guy's done. And think about that realistically. Kurt Warner was there for five seasons. He was really his starting quarterback, honestly, for what, three of them? Because yeah. they did that strange platoon thing with Matthew with, with Matt with Liner for a while. Yeah. And then they finally went to Warner and, and then they've had they had their most success. I think that organization has really, you know, had in the last thirty years at that point. So um, it's gonna be really interesting to see him come into Lambeau Field one more time. Uh, as you mentioned, Mike, let's see now. He is thirty five years old. Uh, an incredible career that he's had. And what stands out to me the most when you think back to that 2015 season, this is a guy, I, I think if you're going to succeed in the NFL past your 31st, 32nd, 33rd birthday at that position, where you're taking on the Jair Alexanders of the world, these young <laughs> bucks that, uh, that are so just at their athletic prime, uh, I, I really think you have to be able to re reinvent yourself. Larry Fitzgerald did that probably three times throughout the course of his career. That latest one in 15, and he had that three, that stretch of 3,000-yard seasons from 15 to 17, I believe it was. An incredible thing for him to be able to do. He was a big play receiver early on. He became more of a possession receiver. Yep. And the thing I will always remember the most in terms of just the, the most fun, I think, as a, as a kid that I enjoyed watching football was when you had him and Quan Bolden. Um, you know, almost like a mini greatest show on turf going there for a while yeah. down in Arizona with what they could do with their passing yeah, game. Especially, they were awfully good. You know, once uh, you know Carson Palmer got into 
uh, that offense. It's been really exciting to watch. Certainly they've had some issues, but he's still a really shifty player. He's has three touchdowns in the last three weeks. If you get him inside the red zone, he's really savvy in that area and something Packers legitimately are going to have to take and you know keep in mind. Yeah, and you talk to any folks back in Pittsburgh, they will say that he should have won the Heisman Trophy his <laughs> last year in college. They're still bitter in uh, in the city of Pittsburgh about uh, about that one, the uh, the old Pitt Panther and uh um, the great career he had there. But uh, real quickly, Wes, the powerful noise-canceling technology that helps NFL coaches block out 80,000 screaming fans can get you closer to the music you love. Learn more at www.bose.com slash Packers. Bose, the official headphones of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, defensive side of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals. The statistics are pretty stark, Wes, in terms of yardage allowed. There are Ranked fairly high in terms of uh, clamping down on teams' passing games, but that's in part because this is a defense that hasn't been able to stop the run. Right. One of the worst run defenses in the league. Be interesting to see how the Packers go about this here because as much as Green Bay wants to find that rhythm and the third down conversions and everything with the Packers' passing game, the statistics tell you that this this ought to be a game for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams to get the ball in their hands a lot. Yeah, it really it really does, Mike. I mean, when you look at where the Cardinals have been at this point of the season, certainly being gashed for a lot of yards offensively, but especially against the run, it's been a it's been a big thing for them trying to you know find ways to get stops. They still have a lot of playmakers in this defense. I said to this to you as we yeah. were coming into the studio. If you look at the name type players. Um, now, certainly you don't, you know, Clias Campbell, those type of players are gone. But when you talk about, you know, your Patrick Petersons, your Buchanans, um, you know, one of, you know, Chandler Jones is one of my favorite players in the league, just an exciting pass rusher. Um, they have guys that can get after the quarterback and take the ball away. It's just been, it just seems to me like that, that middle phase, the consistent phase is where they've been lacking this year. Just trying to find some of those road grader type defensive linemen, linebackers, mm-hmm. guys that can bottle up the run because in that regard, it doesn't really matter if you have Patrick Peterson on the perimeter yeah. or some, you know, Buda Baker, what he can do uh, as, a, as a multidimensional safety uh, defensive back. If you can't stop the run there, it's going to put you in a bad spot. Yeah, and you mentioned Chandler Jones, and if there's a matchup here, Packers offense versus Cardinals defense that maybe is the one to watch, it is Chandler Jones. He's got 11 sacks this year, and we'll see as the week goes on what the word is with David Bakhtiari and the knee injury or injuries he's potentially dealing with and what his availability yeah. will be for Sunday. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on heading towards Sunday. Yeah, it is, and that's going to be a, a paramount thing for the Packers and James Camp in this offensive line, depending on who's available there. Again, something we'll get a better idea of after watching some of the practices this week with everything that David Bakhtiari's been dealing with uh, to this point the season, but Chandler Jones has been really impressive to me for a number of reasons. One, I mean, he comes from an athletic family. You know, his brother's a UFC champion. His older brother, Arthur, uh, was, you know, a, a defensive lineman in this league for very for many years. Um, just an athletic bloodline, and, and he's sort of, you know, as the baby of that family, uh, you know, kind of been the stud, and, and you saw him have some success early on with the Patriots. 
Patriots obviously made a decision there that they were going to move on from him and turned into a, a tremendous pickup. I believe it was for a second-round draft pick, I want to say. I think it was a second-round draft pick. That sounds right. That the Cardinals were able to acquire him, and he's been so consistent. 11, 12 sacks a season since he's gotten to Arizona, a guy the Packers are going to have to keep in mind and, and really uh, you know, put their clamps on depending on what that's going to be like. Is, is Bakhtiari available? Is Lane Taylor available? What kind of shuffling has to occur yeah. if you one or both of those guys are missing or limited? So we'll we'll have to see, but um, but yeah, he's going to be a focal point for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Wes. At home or here in the stands, we all know that Green Bay fans give it their all, and that takes a lot of energy. So grab a warm bowl of Campbell's chunky soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Packers fans everywhere. Try the delicious classic chicken noodle soup. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's chunky soup, official soup partner of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I want to go back to Arizona's offense for one second because sure. with this rookie quarterback and Josh Rosen, we've talked for the last several weeks, almost till we're blue in the face in a sense, about how if there's one element that is missing with this Packers defense, as much as I think this defense has turned a corner this year, I think this defense has kept the Packers in games and given them a chance to win some of these games. The missing pieces, turnovers, they right. haven't they haven't happened. But you go back to the last rookie quarterback who came into Lambeau Field, and that being Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Yep. The Packers defense had its best turnover game of the season. I believe there were four. Was it three or four that day against Buffalo? Total, yeah, it was total turnovers. Four. I think it was four. It, yeah. Yes, four. Um, so with a rookie quarterback. Rosen has, I believe, 11 interceptions Correct. this year. I'm not sure how many fumbles. Two fumbles lost. Two six, fumbles so lost. Total. Okay, so 13 total turnovers from a rookie quarterback who didn't uh, didn't take over the starting job until week four. So um, if the Packers' defense is going to try to generate some momentum here in the turnover department, a rookie quarterback coming into Lambeau Field is exactly the recipe you're looking for. Yeah, and Mike, you mentioned the 11 interceptions, the two fumbles. The bigger stat for him right now is last Last five games, uh, 11 of his turnovers have come in those five games. So, wow. Uh, the last two weeks specifically, only 100 or 241 passing yards for him, along with three interceptions to three touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a big thing for the Packers. You have to be able to take away the football. Um, not not just this week. It's it's something we talk about every week. There's a big emphasis on it. But there's something about getting it started. Isn't exactly. there? I mean, when it comes to whether you're talking sacks or turnovers, it's like, you have to get it started to then try to get on one of those rolls, get that momentum going in in that particular direction, and the Packers need to do that. Well, any streak starts with one, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's yeah. what they're going to be looking for in this matchup. The big thing with Rosen, uh, and I do think he has upside, and I don't fault the Cardinals at all for going the direction they did and pushing him into the lineup. Yeah, not at especially all. Especially with some of the salary considerations that were at hand with Sam Bradford, compensatory questions that were at hand with Sam Bradford and if they got rid of him at a certain point they'd be able to keep you know their equation and formula to potentially help them in the compensatory process they're building for the future now yeah so this is the guy you dedicate yourself to an ultra confident individual a guy that obviously has some connections with Aaron Rodgers based on you know where they both went to Cal um, but the bigger thing in play here for the Packers as you mentioned Mike is they've allowed just too many guys, too many quarterbacks to get into a comfort zone. Uh, Kirk Cousins, as, as as difficult as that start was for the Vikings, he got into a zone. Um, Goff in the second half got in the zone. Tom Brady stayed in a zone. So they, the more sacks, the more pressure, the more hits you get, 
the more it's going to take any quarterback off his game. But when you look at a young rookie quarterback, much like Josh Allen in that game against Buffalo, that's where you really make them start thinking and question themselves because there isn't that experience. There's not that backstory to maybe mentally persevere through that as much. The thing I'm going to be looking for, Mike, much like that Week 4 game against Buffalo, if Josh Rosen hits me in the calf with a pass during pregame warm-ups, <laughs> we might know this is going to be a long day for the Cardinals. Yeah, we may have to set up uh, our pregame Periscope Facebook Live in a, in a different spot just to make sure you don't get... You don't get drilled. Well, I mean, if I get drilled, that might mean a good day for the Packers. I mean, okay. you, you go back and you so think So you're willing it. to make the sacrifice been, is what you're saying. It's been, what, now, nine weeks? Yeah. I mean, my, my calf You've is recovered. properly healed, so we're, we're good from that perspective. But okay. um, all kidding aside, I mean, th- this is the biggest thing, and is if you allow him to get comfortable. Because the thing is, Mike, we saw it with Carson Palmer. We saw it when, when Kurt Warner was the quarterback. If you get Larry Fitzgerald comfortable, they have some weapons there that can hurt you. Yeah. Specifically David Johnson, if they get him going as a passer. But if you can get some pressure going early on and, and make things uncomfortable for Rosen, that's where you might not have uh, you know, a quarterback that can you know, maybe rise to that occasion like some of those other veterans have. Yeah, we'll, well see. The Packers need to win out, and it starts with winning one game, which starts on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. So with that, we're going to call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. On Twitter, he's at Wes Hod. I'm at Mike Spofford at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time.